Welcome to the E6 Podcast. The E6 Podcast is a place for candid conversations from Colonial Church. We will dive deeper into what our church community is learning, what's going on in the world, and how it all applies to our lives as Christ followers. What's up, everybody? We are here for episode seven. It is snowy and crazy, and we're here. Who's with me? Yeah, hey, I'm Tanner. Hey, Tanner. I woke up this morning, and my phone was like, real feel, negative three, and I was like, nope. Eesh. Don't want to do that. Yeah. In my car, I had to like, I had like this remote start on my car, and I'm trying to restart my car, and my car was literally like, no. No, not going to happen. <laughs> no. Those are some first world problems when <laughs> your remote real. start. I had to go outside and start oh, my man. car. It was oh. terrible. I even have a carport and still struggled to go out to my car to turn it on. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's so windy and blowing snow. Oh, man. Well, it I moved chilly. here from Colorado two and a half years ago, uh, in part. So I wouldn't have to deal with this kind of thing. <laughs> you brought it with you. What is this, man? Man, this oh, is rough. And I have heard, as a newbie to Wichita Falls, still I still feel like a newbie. I have heard talk of 2009. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, yeah. About the blizzard of 2009, the storm of 2009. It was terrible. It supposedly shut the town down for multiple days, and yeah, it did. We, we like. I was back in Randallette because, you know, I'm young and you guys aren't. Um, <laughs> you, but, you were like four in 2000. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. absolutely. It was great. What, what grade was that? What yeah. elementary? I don't know what I No, I was like a junior maybe. Junior in high school? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, we're having to like drive around in like these fire trucks and pulling people out of ditches and trying wow. to get them supplies and stuff at their house and everything. So I don't know if it's the same year, but I was in Oklahoma City at the time. We yeah. lived up there and Oklahoma was not prepared mm-mm, mm-mm. for that kind of thing and they had to like I don't remember where it was. I think it was Kansas. We had to borrow street cleaning yes. like the street clearing trucks from another state because we didn't have them. No, and yeah. so we were literally stuck at home for 3 days because no one could drive anywhere. That's right. Oklahoma because our roads were totally yeah. bad. Yeah. Like like it wasn't like oh you just shouldn't drive. It uh-uh. was like no no you literally we couldn't drive because you could unless not. you had 4 by 4 like that was it. So yeah, you can't get anywhere, and yeah. even that was like dicey. So I don't even know. I don't know. It's um, snowing and stuff right now. Bl- little I love wild it. blizzard. A- conditions. Apart from apart from obviously, I don't want anybody to get in a wreck or get hurt. Um, but I just love. It's not normal. No, my it's kids cool. are loving it. You know, <laughs> we're gonna hunker down now. Ask me again in a couple of days, but oh yeah, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're still dealing with <laughs> when my when my dish doesn't work. Yeah, yeah, that's, right. yeah that's when I'll be up a creek. Yeah, yeah, see, right. but the, the thing is, it's not like dish. it's just snowing. Like I don't dish. mind. Yeah, dish. Do people, First world do people still have dish? <laughs> yeah, your no. car won't start remotely, and my dish satellite coverage is not. We working. are struggling. Okay, yeah, that's right. This is horrible. Um, no, but it's not even that. It's not snow- like it's snowing, right? It's snowing. I can handle snow. Like that's no big deal. But it's not snowing. It's snowing sideways. Like it's blowing yeah. so hard yeah. that the snow is literally parallel to the ground. Like that's different. Yeah, that is different. That's, that's Oklahoma, Texas snow. Like that's yeah. that's just not that's like, true. hey, it's Colorado and this fluffy flakes yeah, are no, you're right. floating I mean, down. Is... And let's catch them in our mouth. Like this no. one, you can't even like open your mouth to talk because that's you're right. like choking on snow. It's getting shoved down your throat. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, my name is Brooke. Um, I'm one of the pastors here. You heard Lauren as well with his uh, deep Eeyore voice. We're glad to have him on here as well. Uh, This is the E6 Podcast. We're from Colonial Church, and um, we are here to 
to basically just just have deeper conversations. We take some of the conversations that we're that we're talking about from the weekend and try to dive in a little bit deeper, have some raw conversation, some candid conversation, uh, and and see where that really takes us. So today is Valentine's Day. We are recording this on Sunday. I, I said we weren't going to say that, but I did it anyway. So it's Valentine's Day. Yeah. And so I want to know what traditions that you guys have for Valentine's no, Day. No, 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 no. Yeah. This is like... Why? I'm just going to... I already feel bad. I'm terrible at this. <laughs> and now it's going to be on our podcast. Well, yeah, Brooks, Brooke and Kara Kay, like just have this thing where what? they... Y- y'all are just so... But you're not. Nice are you? I, and, let's start with you, Brooke. Are you a romantic that I don't no, know? No, gosh, this? I'm terrible. You don't at have this. the feels. No, right? No, I'm awful. At so that. what do you do? What's Valentine's? Day well, look we did. Like so in your we house? did that for a long time, and it was like, oh, well, let's like the practical side of me is like, let's go out on the 13th. Like, why do this on the 14th? Beat the crowd. And beat, I like you know, it. let's yeah. beat the crowd. Yeah. Like, why go out to but eat with literally? Day. So what? It's a random day on the calendar. <laughs> is that how you are, Tanner? You're See? like it has to be on the the one four like. Or is that how Shelby? What Shelby requires? No, it's just, <laughs> it's just. Why would you? It's like celebrating Christmas before it's Christmas. It's like no, actually, I don't really care because it's not like Christmas at all. I don't. I'm like, we've been, we've been around. We've been like Shelby and I've been together too long. I'm like, it's, it's not. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait, how you're long? 16 years old. How? What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. do you, we how already, did, we already did the math. <laughs> you've been married right, for what? what? Five years? Six years? No, dude. No, it's been very longer than that. I don't, don't. You're gonna get me in trouble. I've only been here for five, almost. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Years. How long have you been married, Taylor? Don't. Yeah, What's we have your anniversary, to. Like, that's where it July. July will be. Oh my goodness, he doesn't. Oh gosh, know. eight years we've been married. Is it eight? Is it 20, that many? Shelby just swerved off the road listening to the <laughs> 2013. Podcast. Yeah, we got married yeah. July. So we're we're almost we're almost to our thirteenth year. What are you guys at? Uh, this this coming July will be twenty eight years. Wow. Yeah. You guys are old. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> You've been married as long as I've been alive. I know. That's insane. I, yeah, because we got married in 93. 93? 93. Yeah. I was born in 92. 92, yeah. 93. I was 13. Oh, wait. I'm going to have a birthday this year. I could have been like your, your ring bearer. You could have. Yeah. My be, ring bearer I, was five years old, so <laughs> cousin Carson. I couldn't so, okay, so, so we, yeah, like I'm not the romantic type, and yeah. I apologize, Kara Kay, sorry, you, you knew that going in, or at least you should have, but I, that's not me, so I, I'm the practical guy that's like, well, let's go, let's go earlier than that. You know what's yes. so, so, Let's go a different day. You know what's so cool is my wife is just like that, and so I scored. My wife is like, I don't care when we do it. We can go February 2nd. We can go <laughs> February 24th. We can skip it. Uh, if you just be thoughtful and intentional, uh, her love language is acts of service anyway. So she didn't really care if I take her out for a nice meal or she even, just wants you to do the dishes. She just wants me to take the trash out. Please, Lauren, just do something. For the love. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then she feels the love. You know what stinks though? The other end of the spectrum is Ron Downing. Oh man. Yeah. He's our executive pastor. A lot of you don't know Ron because he's just that quiet servant behind the scenes, but he's one of our main leaders here at yeah. Colonial Church. The dude, I'm not making this up. He does Valentine's week. Like the what? whole week leading up to the 14th, he does something with Cheryl. And I don't I don't want to make more of it than it is, but I know it's a week. That's already more of it. Than it's ridiculous. It's else. just he tells we were in the elders meeting this past week and he's telling us all this and all of us just at the same time just our shoulders slur. Right, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you're kidding me. <laughs> Don't tell my wife that at all. I just said it on a Shelby, podcast. please rewind and then skip all this. That's right. Well, no, I told Shelby, like, no, look, you buy whatever you want to buy. 
all year long. We just had Christmas. <laughs> no, like it's my Valentine's Day. No, I'm not. No. Well, Nothing. we take our so we take our kids out. I, I take my I take my girls. You have and three daughters. I have three daughters, right, and and a boy. And so I take the girls out, and we've done this since Jessie was born. When she was born, I took her out, and mainly that was just a hey, it's Valentine's Day. What if I take her Instead and you, you get to stay home, and I'll you know you order some food break. in, yeah, or yeah. you know yeah. get your room service at our house, and yeah. um, whatever that is, <laughs> and uh, and so that's where it started, and then it just kind of. It More grew and grew that. as we only had girls that my wife was like, yeah, you're taking the girls and I'm staying home, right? And so then it became a, well, now now I take the girls out and now that we have a boy, she takes him out and they go. And, and then in the last couple of years, we've like met up and had dessert together after we go and have dinner and, and that kind of thing. But we had plans for this year and then... The sideways snow is is ruining, it. ruining that, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, well, we'll just go get some steaks." Well, everyone is Bought terrified of <laughs> of snowpocalypse, so there's nothing left on the. <laughs> there's shelves. literally nothing there. It was like, oh, I didn't realize this. The shelves were all black. Like, like that's oh, yeah, that's the color for, of the shelves. It's usually it's there's meat everywhere. Yeah. No, there wasn't any meat. So. I wonder how many people are gonna like really go out on the 14th. Today. I mean, today again, we're recording this on Sunday afternoon. I can't imagine can restaurants being full or couples insisting. Are they, they even open? <laughs> or right. even open? Yeah, I mean, even if mi- they're open, score. And then you mix mix COVID in with everything else as well, yeah, and right. you can't go to Chick Fil A. Like, oh yeah, Sunday. Sunday, so you trifecta. can't go to Chick Fil A. Like, what are you going to do now? The COVID, Sheesh. snow, and Chick Fil A's closed. <laughs> Yikes! So what? you guys don't don't have any like tradition like i'm not a traditional we have, person we have I don't. zero it's not i'm, it's I'm not kind me, of but. embarrassed and proud at the same time we have no valentine's day traditions i always forget valentine's day is here like i'm always like oh oh yeah it's a holiday yeah i think collectively we might get some shelby literally yesterday was yeah. like was like hey so you know you could do something i was Ooh. like oh. so i got her some uh chocolate uh reese's like reese's hearts nice so that's good. You got that's not nothing. See, my my wife that's would it. be my wife would be for that. Well, but I'll, it's because she told Shelby. me to. I'll throw myself under the bus here. Okay, okay, thank you. So yeah, we we have a tradition, but I also didn't do anything because I just didn't do anything about right. it. And it's a great reason. Yeah, right. And so I actually <laughs> I actually have some I have some roses over here in the side of the room that um, were left over from uh, from a a memorial service that happened earlier in the week that. I'm gonna take home and we're gonna Happy use. Happy Valentine's Day. That Happy is... Valentine's Day. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's not all great. Like, oh, you know. Wow. I told you I was gonna throw myself under the bus. That's there, so. great. Well, now I can't do that. <laughs> Why Thank not? You, you she, she won't, won't know hear, until yeah. tomorrow anyway. Well, that's fine. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll deal with the wrath. It's cool. <laughs> I'm gonna stop on the way home and buy some Ooh. roses. Yeah. There you yeah, go. There nice. Oh, that's 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 <laughs> beautiful. You, I like that. that I like that wink. I yeah. loved it. The air quotes there that you can't see. Uh, well, um, not only is it Valentine's Day, it's also our good friend Lauren Ligon's birthday. Um, so oh, happy, yeah. happy birthday, happy Lauren birthday, Ligon. Ligon. You won't big, hear this until it's... The big 3 A belated... Oh, yeah, it's, it's a big yeah. one. It's the big 3 She used to work in our on our staff uh, before they moved, and um, we miss her like crazy. I don't yeah, know no if she's going to hear this. She, but. like, rescues she probably doesn't even everything listen. that we do. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. like, I think Ligon can do that. She's like, okay. Uh, all right, we'll see what we can make out of this. <laughs> well, happy birthday, that. Ligon. We're glad uh, yeah. we're glad that you're still a part of the team, even though you guys are not around us anymore. And um, and and uh, and and you bring Nate and so oh, uh, Nate, man, 
Well, speaking of Nate, um, Lauren, you you brought this up early in the in your in your message your your images of manhood that uh, yeah. that that are, are in you 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 went straight down the list of of old guys with John Wayne and Sylvester Stallone and yeah. uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, all of um, who I think the younger crowd are looking at going, please stop making movies. You're not young anymore, right? Please right. stop pretending like you're. Uh, an action hero. Well, that's when I feel. That's when I feel <laughs> because old. I, just, I know, right? <laughs> oh, it's so true. But still, man, it's like uh, I swear. Like Sylvester Stallone is not going to stop making movies uh, until he dies. Well, like, he can still have more quit. surgeries and keep coming back. That's oh, just man. that's what they do. Wow. You just pin it all back. So just like, keep, just pull so it all like, back I'm behind a huge, paper clips. <laughs> I'm a huge Brad Pitt guy. My wife and I both uh, have have. Healthy, have a poster healthy of Brad crushes Pitt on, your on Brad Pitt. <laughs> okay, and um, it's 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 humbling, you know, with my girls. Like, you know, Brad Pitt will will, will put a, a Brad Pitt movie on or something, and the girls will be like, "He's old." Yeah, <laughs> and it's so humbling because he was like cool, you know, when yeah. we were. So I, I'm I'm putting you on the spot, Tanner. You're you're 28, and we uh-huh. joked about your age. You're 28 years old. Yeah, you're a lot younger than me. A lot, a little bit younger than Brooke. Who who are like the images of manhood for this generation, or for maybe people a little bit? Oh, dude, don't me. ask me that question because I, I don't. But I don't know. Like well, I joked <laughs> about Thor today, and and Captain America. You know, Chris Hemsworth with his with his shirt off. You know, the girls go crazy. But what what's? <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. Like, who who are the guys that that young men these days go? I think that's what a real man looks like. Well, I want to be like that. Is it? <laughs> I don't even know who to guess. That's what I'm saying. I don't I put know you either. on the spot. You just totally put me on the spot. We're on air here. Crickets are not good. Yes. <sighs> it's sometimes the silence is. <laughs> it's not John Wayne. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. not John Wayne. Like Robert Redford is like 80. You know, well, I don't it's, even know it's, who that is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know? This even is what Brad, I have to Brad contribute. Pitt's, I think Brad Pitt's 53. He's older than me. I'm 51, think, and he's a little no, bit older. We actually looked that up this week. I think you're probably talking like Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Okay. Um, that's a good one. Uh, some of those. Some of those kind Keep, of guys. No, no not some, some of those. Of those that's, one. that's all I got, dude. The Rock. Uh, yeah, oh, The yeah, Rock. Maybe. Actually, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne Johnson. Or you, <laughs> you got uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Hart. You can't say The Rock that's without Kevin Hart. That's the man we all want to be. Real I man. I mean, he's funny. I mean, you know. <laughs> well, let's think of like it. superheroes. You had uh, Hugh Jackman. And but he's yeah. getting old. But he's getting old. But he's still like Christian Bale, the Batman. He's still pretty old. Christian Bale, whatever. Man. See, I'm just saying. Not, I'm see, just saying. I'm just saying. That's, that is you, though. That's just like I revealed my age. Heroes. You're you're 40. Right? I, I Google. I had to Google it because and, and this is your generation. <laughs> Actors yeah. of the 2000s, <laughs> <laughs> like Robert Downey Jr. He's he's getting pretty old. But like everybody, he got revitalized because of Iron Man. You know. He's still, yeah. But he's not. But I, it's not like I look at him. You don't look at him and go, "That's a real man." Like no. Um, you just don't really. I don't. What think, about the What about the three Chris's? You had Chris, Chris Hemsworth, and oh. and uh, what was uh, what was Captain America's name? Chris Evans. Evans and Chris Pratt. You had all three. Oh, Chris's Pratt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, All three Chris's. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just. Uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, he was Aquaman. Uh, uh Jason. Oh, Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa. Okay. I think people probably look at him and go. Yeah, it would help yeah, if the movie was any dude. good. But yeah, I thought the movie was awesome. <laughs> it was terrible. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> oh Lord, we have uh, we have derailed. Yeah, uh, so Lauren, we are in the middle of a uh, series. It's called "We Don't Talk About That." No, we do not. Difficult conversations the church ignores, and we have nope. spent the first two weeks talking about grief and loss. So. 
what are we what are we doing here with the series? What's your goal? Uh, well, as we've said a couple times before, I know one of our main hopes is that we can foster a culture for our church of of being real, of of authentically sharing with each other what's really going on, what really matters to us. And for some reason, I think I think it's so common in the church that there are just some some things we choose not to talk about. Some things are hard to talk about because they they can be divisive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can it can be almost more trouble than it's worth sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, it it grieves me. I'll say this as a pastor: it grieves me to have something uh, that everybody is talking about six and a half days a week. And for some reason, we don't talk about it yeah. on Sunday mornings, yeah. or we don't talk about it uh, at least publicly in our church settings. And so, uh, you know, mm-hmm. these first couple of weeks, it's not like grief is controversial. That's not what we're saying at all. No. It's just something we keep private. We keep close to the vest. Uh, case in point, as we shared this morning, my wife was was gracious enough to be be courageous and share. You know, our story is infertility, and. At 31, 33, 35, when we were going through that, I had no idea how common miscarriages were. Hmm. I had no idea as a man that one out of every four pregnancies ends in a miscarriage. Hmm. And that's specifically because nobody talks about it. It's this private grief that all these women and and couples are experiencing. And I remember... um, I meant to say this this morning at church. I remember on a Sunday we were we were sharing along with some other folks, and I just it was very spontaneous, and I'm glad I did it. But I said, "Would would you guys do us a gift? Would we would we give everybody a gift if you have experienced personally a miscarriage or are very very close to someone who has? So you wouldn't just be outing yourself. Would you stand for just a moment?" Mm. And it was the church, uh, I think there was maybe five or 600 people in the crowd, and there's just this huge wave Everybody. of people that stood up. And we all just stood there in silence for a few seconds and looked around and went, oh my goodness. And we don't talk about it, yeah. you know? So that's my story. That's our story. And there's tons of different ways that we hurt, we grieve, we grieve loss of different kinds. The hope in these first couple of weeks has been to normalize our grief to go to the scripture and look at look look at Jesus wept. Look at look at the heart of God when it comes to our pain. Uh, look at the opportunities we have to our left and our right to do this with each other and to talk about it. That's that's my hope. We've experienced these first couple of weeks. We're going to shift gears uh, next week. A totally different subject matter that we don't talk about. But I, I really I really love what what's come together these first two weeks. It's almost like we we have um, you know we talk about scriptural things, we talk about biblical things, and and all these principles, and then we um, we almost just assume that you're going to be able to take that and then apply it to your life in whatever your context is, and so therefore we leave out you know we talk about the biblical context, but we don't talk about today's context and how we're mm-hmm. dealing with it in in all of those things. So that's I mean that's one of the things I love about it, and and I'm excited. So. Um, well, and also, if you have not listened to the interview from last week, please go back, pause this right now, go back and listen to the interview with RJ and Ray um, as they talk about... Um, yeah, for sure. 
he, as, as, as Ray talked about his, his loss of his wife, RJ talked about it from a counselor's perspective and how to deal with that. Oh, man. It was really, really, really helpful. Really a good interview. Even if you skip all the silly banter from <laughs> us on the front end, go. I think it's the 43rd yeah, minute. Yeah, it's about 43 minutes. Like uh, just jump right to that and enjoy that interview. It's totally really, worth it. Really good stuff. Same, same thing I would say, like, if you happen to be listening to this and you didn't watch the message from this weekend, please go back and watch that message. Uh, the, the message and the panel, we had uh, we had um, three couples on stage, including you and your wife, um, that that shared their stories of of grief and and loss, and then how that uh, how that ultimately you know worked out in their lives, and how they're seeing God move through it, mm. and um, it's just just really really good. So make sure you make sure you listen to those. Um, I, I it's. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to follow up listening to those conversations on stage mm-hmm. and say, um, you know, what else? Uh, I'm I'm curious if there's anything else that you wanted to get to that maybe you didn't have time for in the middle of the service that, uh, um, you know, if you were you were writing out your message or something that you would include, but in in having conversation just didn't get around to. Yeah, that'd be interesting here because you know, I know like. It's it's a message, so we're looking at time, and uh, you know, especially we're live streaming everything <clears throat> for this particular one. And in in an ideal world, it's it's you know those three couples sitting in a living room chatting without really a cutoff. Mm. And um, I'm I'm positive there are things that didn't get said, but sure. from your perspective, what were some things that you wish you'd had time to either elaborate on, let them elaborate on? Um, well, a couple things come to mind. One is. Uh, you know, when we were done, uh, and it was, it was, first of all, it was weird to be online only because yeah. of the storm, and so to have no people in the crowd, maybe that was a blessing. That may have been a blessing sure. for these couples that That's aren't true. used to being yeah. on stage in front sure. of everybody. Uh, but uh, two of them separately said to me, man, it's just so quick. Like, they, they both said, we could, have, we could have just kept talking. We could have mm-hmm. shared more. So part of me grieves that we just didn't get to hear more of their stories right. and more of their experience. Right. Um, I I loved one thing that Shelly White said to me after uh, our service this morning. She said, I look back at my journey. Uh, her mom passed away from pancreatic cancer almost 13 years ago, 12 and a half years ago. She said, you know, God just does not waste our grief. Um, mm-hmm. And she just talked about the good that has come in the midst of all this very real hard pain the way she's been able to bless other people and come alongside them um the way that's impacted her marriage to jordan uh and i could echo the same thing i mean as as awful as it was for us to go through several years of infertility and multiple miscarriages and failed adoption um it's so weird to be able to say years later not i'm glad that happened I can't imagine right. anybody really feeling that way. Sure. Mm-hmm. But oh my goodness, look at the beauty that came out of the ashes. Look at the the incredible blessings that did come from that. Um, you guys have heard me say before, I think, uh, maybe even our first few episodes of the podcast, my favorite people, flat out, my favorite people in this life have been people who have suffered loss. Mm-hmm. And I don't... I, I want to say I don't know why that is, but I think I do know why that is. I think they're just that much more in touch with um, their authentic selves and the mystery of life, and everything's not black and white for them. 
and and their experience of God's grace and hope and healing is visceral. It's not an idea they read in a book. It's right. something they are experiencing or have experienced. It's why RJ is one of my favorite people, you know, that we interviewed last week because he he suffered so much loss and his experience of joy is so real. Mm. Uh, his ability to understand my junk is so powerful. Um, so I think I think just being able to hear more of their stories would have been a blessing. Um, one other tangent that I, I wanted to share this morning that I didn't, uh, I wanted to go a little more in depth in, in how we see Jesus express tears. Uh, there's one other time specifically, in addition to John 11 where he wept at Lazarus' tomb, but there's another time, I can't remember the passage now exactly where it is, but uh, when he comes over the hill, it's approaching his last days before the cross, he comes over the hill and he sees the city of Jerusalem and it says he breaks down crying. Mm. And he's just burdened for the people who are missing it. So it's another picture of the heart of God. Mm. Uh, and then uh, uh, something I don't think I'd ever even noticed before that I discovered this past week, I think it's Hebrews 5... Verse six, uh, it's Hebrews five something, Hebrews five seven, maybe, where uh, it says that Jesus prayed and he cried out with tears to God the Father over and over again. Wow. And so there's this picture, there's these other times where we can't, we can't even know how often it happened, but that, that Jesus was a crier. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was full of emotion. Uh, and so when he invites us to the full life, when he says, I, I've come to give you life to the full. That includes the full breadth of emotion as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I felt like that was a little bit of a tangent that I could have gone off on this morning. <laughs> I really wanted to get to the panel uh, yeah. and shut up and get out of the way. Well, but it ties back into your, your images of manhood and what we have built up in our heads of what manhood is supposed to be. And obviously we're three men sitting here having this conversation, not not with, with anyone else in the room, but... Um, you know that that we have this image of manhood that's supposed to be this you know rugged uh un unmovable unbreakable person and and that's the extent of it and and i think we see throughout the bible you know different images of of manhood you know you can talk about david who has a wealth of emotion <laughs> and even you know and then on into jesus and these the, the different instances you're saying and um and it's just it's so different than what we have always than what we picture in our you know western american culture right absolutely here's here's that verse cuz i don't want to leave that out hebrews 5 verse 7 i i honestly don't remember ever reading this before that's fun to, to discover mm, yeah. scripture that i've never read it says while jesus was here on earth he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death and God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. So who knows how many times and when that happened, but it's just another picture of the heart of God. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I, um, so we had Doug and Gina Marsha in on the panel. We had um, Lauren, you and Carrie, um, Jordan and Shelly. Um, and to hear, like, I mean, there was three different representations of right. loss, kind of represented in, in, in your in your stories individually. Um, and there were things that each one of you said that made me kind of recall things uh, that I have experienced, kind of in my own loss. Um, 
and it was kind of cool. I, I didn't, um, I mean, I, I know Jordan. I don't know Shelly that well. Um, and so I actually didn't know that she had lost her mother to pancreatic cancer. Um, I lost my mom to pancreatic cancer the same year. She lost her mom to pancreatic cancer, which is kind of crazy to me. Wow. Um, but to hear her say, she was saying um, on stage uh, that even though it has been this long, it's still really fresh, um, not necessarily just in her mind, but just in those emotions, you know, the emotions, the, the deep level that pain can get to. Um, and then to hear Doug and Gina uh, start talking about um, if they were, had been alone, you know, experiencing the loss of their son, Sean, um, they don't know that how they would have made it through, but Ooh. to see like it, to hear Doug say point you know at the camera and with <laughs> incredible conviction saying don't do it alone, mm. um, I was like that's a that's a big big deal. I love that he commented on looking back now he sees how God blessed them generously with community before all those things happened. Yeah, like that's. That's one of my worries, if you will, right. for our people right now who are disconnected, is you, you can't wait until, I mean, you can, but if you wait until something really hard happens in life, and then you try to find support, obviously sometimes that works out, but oh my goodness, to, to find support, to find friendship, to find connection, maybe way before hard times come, or right before hard times come, and then to have that. Mm-hmm. like the Marchands had. They right. had that already. They look back and go, oh, thank you, God, that we had our church family, we had our small group, we had our close friends, so that when we went through these things, they were already there. There right. was already that, That's pretty powerful. Well, and I, I, got a, I got a text message from somebody that um, uh, during the service that, that was sharing just a little bit more of their story with me that I, I didn't know, and um, even in that, this person was realizing, you know, it's it's... It's obviously you're not you're not you don't want this to happen to other people, but it's nice to know that it happens to other people, you know, because we yeah. get into it and it feels so alone yeah. when when these things happen and um and and just watching people comment online as we're going that they yeah. were it's just like this is impactful to to hear what you went through and what you dealt with and that you're not alone in dealing with these things and even though those of us on the outside are like hey. Uh, you know, like, give me a give you a hug because yeah. I don't know what else to do, or we're gonna you know say something that's dumb and, <laughs> but that 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 it's normal that, right. that you know that that loss in in life, grief in life is normal. It's not yeah. you know you said it you said it, that normalizing the, this this feeling and this idea is it's we have it this, this it's stuck in our heads that Ooh. you know ah man, but I've just got to deal with it and get past it. But that we're all we all this is part of life. Mm. Yeah, it's part of life. It's how mm. we have to go through this. At when some had- point, we will. I had someone um, uh, just this past week in group. It's kind of talking and reflecting on, you know, the uh, the movie we shared, the, the the message we shared last weekend. Um, kind of continuing this conversation of loss. I had someone um, just kind of share, you know, that they they feel uh, almost lucky in a, in a sense because they haven't had to experience loss. Mm-hmm. Um, in in this way uh, that uh, so many of us have, you know, like the loss of a of a really close person, 
um, all that stuff. But then to to hear that shift from not just like loss of person, like loss of a loved one or something like that, but to to understand that um, loss comes in like many, many forms, like to just change a season of life. In a lot of ways, the world is experiencing incredible loss uh, through this pandemic. Um, and it's not loss of a person necessarily, There are, though there are several sure. of us who have lost people. Um, but our, our lives changed dramatically because of this. And to have to experience loss and grief and pain in this way, many of us want to just kind of sweep over that um, mainly because I think we don't recognize what that is. Mm. Like it hurts so much, but we don't really know why it it, it should hurt. Um, but it does because, in a way, um, you know, you you lose you lose a job, mm. your, your job changes, um, a, a new season of life begins. You move houses. There is some in some significant way you're experiencing uh, loss because to gain something else, you end up ultimately having to get rid of something, and so you end up losing and experiencing grief and loss in that way too. So to hear that person kind of bring that perspective in too. Uh, kind of brought it full circle for me because it doesn't just mean that you know you have to have lost someone really close to you to experience loss and even have have grief yeah. set in in your life. Yeah. You can still relate to what's going on um, in a very meaningful way, um, and that was really encouraging for me to hear too because I think we think we do kind of get lost in this mindset of. Um, well, I haven't really lost a person close to me, and we can forget all the all the grief that we might be carrying because we haven't experienced that, or even that a person who has experienced loss of a person really close can't relate to this other person who necessarily hasn't. Um, it's the same kind of thing; it's just manifesting itself differently in our lives. Um, and so, just listening to our panel talk and just being really vulnerable um, and real with our community, I was like, "This is, this is what we need." And 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 to see comments and things, people kind of chiming in, yeah, it was like affirmation, kind of like we are where we're supposed to be. Mm. We're 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 discussing the things we should be discussing as a community, um, and it's just re, re- kind of encouraging. Um, one of the things that Gina said, um, that Gina was talking about the loss of her son, um, and and she said that uh, uh, she was talking about God. She said that He knows what it's like to lose a son. Oh yeah. And I was just like, man, that Dude. like I think we have this idea in our heads that mm-hmm. He understands what we've been through, and and it's just kind of this general like pull it off the shelf when I need it kind of a thing. But to hear it from her and her, her what she has, has felt yeah. and gone through in losing a son, Oof. to be able to say that, yeah, I know a God that loves me, that knows what it feels like to lose a son, was just mm. like, oh, good grief. Like, yeah. I don't know what happened after that, because I, I, I think I got stuck there. And, <laughs> Is that when your allergies yeah. started acting up? Yeah, I think yeah. my allergies were, yeah. were yeah. Uh, it was the snow. That's what it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really, really good perspective because, um, like you said, sometimes it's this um, intangible kind of sort of out there mindset that like, yeah, yeah, God knows. Yeah. And, but like to bring it into context for like the experience, this is real. Like, yeah. uh, I thought that was a really cool, cool mm-hmm. moment of, of her just being, just kind of sharing one of the things that was comforting for her right. that is, is that I'm going to a God who knows exactly mm-hmm. where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was really, really cool 
to to hear that. Um, Her faith, I, I I know that came through today. But we we were Carrie and I were blessed to be in a small group experience with Doug and Gina this past fall, and this was last fall. Her her son Sean passed away last March. So within yeah. a few months, we're sitting in a room with her for multiple weeks in a row. And for her to be so honest about her pain and all at the same time, so deeply in love with God, the father, just it, it grew my faith. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm just, my faith is stronger because of Gina, you know, and just watching her walk with him. And she, it's not all roses, you know, she's a lot of pain, a lot of tears, a lot of, a lot of wishing things were different and all at the same time, just this deep dependence on God, the father. Mm. I'm grateful for, for her. I'm grateful for them. It, we want so badly. It's back to why we're doing this to have a storytelling normalcy, yeah. you know, because, uh, I just think that life is messy. Life is hard. And, we're invited to do it together and discover God's presence along the way and wrestle with, with all the tension and the mystery, but do it together and see him pull us through, you know? At the risk of misspeaking, I think in today's culture, we have this, this um, almost need to paint the person of Jesus as this like very black and white like this is the way it is. This is the way it isn't, and to do that sometimes um, almost removes our life struggle. This sort of grayness that we can be in, this messiness that you just talked about. Like um, we want to try and just take it and as a black and white. Mm. Everything is just black and white. This is crystal clear. But life is so messy, and mm. there's so much about there's so much about um, Jesus, uh, God the Father, that we just don't know and can't really Mm. understand that when we offer up some of these black and white um, things, I think you you may even mention it last week, like, you know, remember God is good and all those things. I'm like, yeah, you know, he is good, but like, dang, this really is not fun right now. And, and, and can we just be honest about that and how messy this is? Um, I think one of the most encouraging things, um, I, it's actually Doug. I, I, so, uh, I went and went to a funeral on Tuesday uh, for a family member, an uncle of mine, uh, who had passed away, and uh, went to a funeral there, and then came home, and then uh, you guys heard about the pileup in in, in Fort Worth, the hundred car pileup, and um, bad weather. I actually had a cousin who was one of the fatalities in that wreck. Um, I just spent the day with him Tuesday, you know, land to rest our uncle and. Um, and actually Doug, Doug Marchand sent me a text, um, and said, don't do it alone and don't mm. be afraid to tell God how you really feel. Mm. You know, he can handle your, your anger. He can handle your frustration and that's incredibly messy. Yeah. You know, if he had just said, you know, God is good and, you know, put your trust in him. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But dang, I just want to like yell at him right now. Right. You know, I think it just excludes our our need for this black and white excludes all the beauty that can happen in that gray. Mm. You know, um, 
I think so, it's yeah. part of what our what our culture has, or maybe maybe even our Christian culture has taught us, is that um, you know it's that it's that the, the the God is good on the shelf thing that we can yeah. that we can grab it when we need it, and that's what we insert into it. But it's that messiness that that we don't get. And you talked about Lauren, you talked about it. Um, I think it was this this afternoon today that you were talking about. Um, you know, be honest with God. Tell Him. Um, what you're thinking, I think, as as uh, Shelley was sharing, what she was talking, what she was going through, and 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 that it's not all rainbows, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not the 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 pretty flowers and everything. And mm-hmm. God, thank you for everything. But the frustration and the 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 why question and um and and all of the messy emotions that come with. Uh, with the that you talked about questioning and doubting, does God even exist in mm. those moments? And that God is big enough to handle your questions and handle mm. your anger and 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 accept that. And I mean, even even you think about Jesus. You talk about Tanner. You talk about being black and white, and yeah. and Jesus being black and white. Even before the cross, Jesus is down on his knees, crying tears of blood, because he's knows what's coming. He yeah. knows what he's about to walk into. Right. If he's black and white, what's the point of that conversation? Right. What's the point of even having that conversation if sure. he's just a black and white person yeah. that we know, well, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go down the cross tomorrow. So Ooh. there is no other way the end. But he's feeling the emotion yeah. of um probably the the the, the fear and the dread oh, yeah. that or of, of what's coming. And and you know, so maybe maybe he's he's special because he has um, you know, the pre-grief, right, the pre-loss, yeah. sure, but yeah, but that that it's messy and that that you know it it's not crazy to you know for a Doug and Gina to look at God and say, man, what what in the world? Like, yeah, why why is this happening? <laughs> well, and I think you know to go back to you know like we're talking about this is a series called We Don't Talk About That, and one of the main reasons I believe the church just ignores stuff like this because we don't know what to say, we yeah. don't know what to do, and we want to have we're so afraid of not having the answer, yes. you know, mm-hmm. and so we just ignore it or pretend like it doesn't happen, or or we say these really off the wall things in an effort to mean like we sure. mean well. Um, but we can't really like we're just not okay with the messiness of this. Yeah. It's Instagram. We're not okay being so sure of certain things right. in the mess of something happening in someone's life that we completely alienate those people who are experiencing that. Or it's why we, you know, at our best in that scenario, uh, make people feel like they can't really bring that grief, can't mm-hmm. really bring that that struggle to church with them because. We don't talk about it because right. we don't know what to say, you know. And and sadly, it doesn't take much to stifle it, you know. Right. As much as like today, we talked about it, but it it really doesn't take much to just put the lid back on. I'm flashing back to one of my favorite church small groups that Carrie and I ever got to be a part of, uh, and it was a long time ago. I need to be not very specific, so so nobody can figure out who I'm talking about. But it was like, I think it was like nine couples, maybe 10 couples. It was this, it was way too big, and we we didn't want to split, even though we knew we probably should, so more people could be a part of it, and we just enjoyed it for about three years. But there was this one guy that if anybody ever shared, you know, struggle or shared uh, tension uh, or just stepped into the gray he was super quick to provide the pat answer to to step in and try to fix the problem in about three minutes with a Hallmark quote, you know, that maybe or maybe wasn't in Scripture. And I remember literally telling Carrie on the way home, I'm like, I don't want to go anymore. 
Mm. Like just one dude out of 18 or 20 people. But it's like every time somebody got real and stepped into the mess, he, I, this is my take, he was so uncomfortable. Uh, there's no other explanation. He was so uncomfortable with the mess that he just tried to clean it up real quick. And so, man, maybe that's just my way of pleading in the moment. Whether it's you and a friend or it's you and a group, don't be the one that, that feels that need to fix it, to make it all wrap up in a bow but be okay sitting in the man. I don't know. Hmm. We we got to be able to say I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I can't see what God can see. I have uh, I have very seldom come across someone who is in that messiness, in that hurt, or in that struggle, and 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 come to me so that I could fix it. It's most of the time. It's can you just listen? Can you just be with can me? Can you just be with me? Like they're not. Can all, you just nod your head and affirm? How that? many times <laughs> to to make it like you know kind of a funny thing? How many times have I ever like has my wife ever come to me with an issue and go fix it for me? Like most of the time, it's just <laughs> can you just listen? Can you just hear me out? I don't want you to offer up a way to fix this. You know. On um, that note, I I can't the, the, as we talk about this tension, the gray area, uh, just the messiness of yeah. life. One of my favorite all-time authors comes to mind, and so I just want to throw this out there. If you have never read Philip Yancey, Mm -hmm. one of the best Christian authors of all time, he lives in the gray. He lives in the mess. Uh, A couple books come to mind. One is called Prayer, Does It Make Any Difference? And it is not this little trite workbook on, here's how you pray. Mm. It's the messiness of, of talking and not hearing anything back, and why are we doing this, and where is God? And it's a great book. And then another book that's my, I think it's my favorite Philip Yancey book, is Reaching for the Invisible God. And it's just an, a very honest um, book about longing to be certain of things that we can't be and, mm-hmm. and finding the reality of God in the middle of it. And yeah. so um, on a quick note, if you haven't read any Philip Yancey, do yourself a favor. One of my favorite authors by far, for sure. Wow. I yeah, I think this is a this is a conversation that, of course, it can just kind of keep going on and on. And again, as we're in a podcast trying to <laughs> trying to discuss and offer up things that you don't really know what to say, um, you know, I think it is helpful to for people to be able to hear uh, struggle and to be able to relate, like kind of like you said, you know that. If if maybe maybe you know you're not happy, I think maybe it was you, Brooke, that mentioned somebody had commented. Um, I'm not happy that this happened to somebody else. Yeah, but I'm kind of happy that I'm not alone in this happening. You know. Yeah. Like if that is, if that's all we can offer, sometimes that's enough. You know, like mm. sometimes that's enough to just, um, not make it you know better or okay necessarily, but um, to help get through some of these things. Um, and I think that's the most important part is not to try and get over it, but yeah. to like to get through it. You know, I I, I keep flashing back to Shelly, maybe because just her story resonates so deeply with me and, and mine. But you know, to hear I, I was just at a funeral for um, my uncle, and hearing hearing the pastor, and and again, he was honoring our family as best as he knew how. Um, I think it was a very honoring service. But to hear to hear the conversation normally be about um, getting over this, you know, remembering 
you know, the good times and, and the celebration of it. And then to hear that, to kind of juxtapose that with what Shelly is saying on stage, it's not over for me. Mm. It's still real. It's still years later. fresh yeah. to me. Yeah. So I'm like, why? So why so quick to move, to get over it? We've got to go through it. Right. And I think I said it last week, like, we have to go through some of these things mm. to learn what we need to learn. Mm to be able to move with each other in this stuff, not to just get over it, to celebrate, to try and force happiness in these moments just because it's good for us. I think I think some things, just like when we sing certain songs, we may not feel the joy of the Lord in these moments. It's We're singing things that we aspire to, mm. right? Like that's that's healthy, I think, to a degree. But if we're doing it to to minimize grief, or if we're doing it to to not feel grief, mm. we we're doing ourselves and the people around us an incredible disservice. I agree. You know what? To to make that tangible, I love that you shared that at church uh, on a Sunday morning sometime in the last few weeks, last couple months. Like sometimes it's just right to sing words we don't believe. Yeah. Right. Not right now. Right now, I don't believe this. I'm going to sing it because I, I want to believe it, or I'm reminded of what's true. Right. But right, al- and I and I I agree with you 100. Yeah, yeah. But right at the same time, we have to have permission to be standing in a stereotypical church service, <laughs> and we're in the middle of the third song, and we just don't believe this crap right now. You yeah. know, we just we just really frustrated with God, and we can fold our arms and not sing, and tell God what we're thinking. Yeah. And I think totally. there's something to that. It's you go back to the Psalms. He can handle <laughs> all of our emotions, yeah. and I think he he wants us to be honest and real. And um, and he's there with us in each of those emotions. Absolutely. Like that's one of the one of the greatest faults of a worship leader is to look out in a room of people, you know, singing songs, worshiping, and to see a lack of expression and to equate that with we're not worshiping. Like it's just not true. We we can't speak for the minds and the hearts of people mm. and what God is speaking to them. We just can't. All we can do is offer up honest, honest, true worship to the Lord in the ways that we experience it, and trust the Holy Spirit to move because mm. He does. Um, just because our hands are raised doesn't mean that person's worshiping any more or any better than a person who is in that moment crossing their arms. I don't believe this. I'm frustrated. I just need to hear from you, God, or I need you to hear me. Mm. Um, like we can't equate that, you know. Um, yeah. I think I think our our um, maybe maybe it's just you know my experience, but our our Christian context, we have decided that what the world wants to see from Christianity is this clean cut, put together. Um, picture of manhood, right? If we want to go back to that. Mm. And and I don't I don't agree with that. I think that what our world wants and needs to see is people that do struggle and people that do hurt and do feel. Yeah. And and not just, yay, let's you know, the I think about the the random person that always screams Jesus out at the beginning of, of a worship track that's a live recording, you know? Right. It's like that doesn't have to be everybody, right? Mm-hmm. We don't all have to be that person that's mm-hmm. that's down on our knees with our arms up in the video, right? And the, the, it can be so much more, and I think we miss that so often in our context right now that the people around us, they don't need to see the mm-hmm. easy put-together 
Instagram version of <laughs> of Christianity. Like that's not what they need. They need the mm-hmm. they need the Jesus that sh- that that hurt. They need the Jesus that felt and that ha- that was tempted, and the David that has so many ra- you know such a, a range of emotions from you know, all over the place, literally. Yeah, because at worst, we're completely detached from what the rest of the world is experiencing. And that's not, that was never the heart of Jesus. The heart of Jesus wasn't for us to just separate ourselves. Um, Yeah, we need to set ourselves apart as Christians because we do have hope. But at the end of the day, if if we don't know how to relate to a world around us because we're not willing to be honest with where we are, Mm. we're missing it. Um, I had, there was was a, um, there's a guy... uh, within our church, uh, who sent me a Facebook message. Um, and it was something about totally, totally different, but for some reason, I just really feel like it applies. Um, it, it was a question. Um, and I really appreciate the question. There's an article. Um, there's a, actually, I think it was a, it was a podcast, a video podcast, um, of a guy, of a pastor talking about like music in church, um, and talking about how increasingly, um, from his perspective, the music that we do is incredibly feminine. Um, hmm. it's, it's it's like there are, there are people within the church that just feel like I just don't like that music. It just doesn't feel like it feels like feminine, and almost I think it was a really good uh, really good podcast. Um, it was very informative, and I actually haven't had a chance to respond to to this person. I'm going to, but um, it made me think about like are, like is what is what we're doing feminine. Or do we need to redefine what we think is uh, feminine versus um, what, like, like the question, what does a real man kind of look like? Like, like, is it supposed to be just hardcore, you know, uh, you know, distorted guitar, almost like that? There's this lack of um, <laughs> um, emotive uh, expression. Like, we use a lot of pads and. And things in today's kind of modern worship style, um, it is it is it that worship has become more and more feminine, or is it really that we have to redefine what we actually think is manly? Um, and if we look at the person of Jesus, I see what we do as a church um, in in many ways. Uh, be it musically um, influence um, uh, or just be it like the things that we pray about, the, the ways that we go about giving space for prayer, being incredibly like Jesus. Um, because I, I think you said it, uh, Jesus was a crier. <laughs> you know, he didn't pretend like that didn't exist, you know. Mm. Um, and I think that um, if we can redefine our view of um, what it means to to be not just manly, um, but to be real, to be honest with where we are, um, that can that influences our music, that influences our prayers, that influences our conversation, um, and ultimately that that makes us more accessible to the world around us, looking at us. Mm. Um, and that's what it's all about: is to be accessible yeah. to to the people around us. Mm. You know, I want that for our church so bad. I I, I think there are going to be people from time to time that come to Colonial, especially Colonial, that I aspire us to become more and more. 
and right. go, ah, this is uncomfortable. Yeah. I need to go mm-hmm. somewhere where it's cleaner, where it's more black and white. Uh, give me five steps toward uh, full life or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and more power to folks that really need that or think they need that. My hope is that we can become more and more a church that's okay with the messiness and the unanswered questions and grounded in Christ, but holding everything else loosely right. and having awkward conversations and, and going there and messing up and forgiving each other and messing up and giving each other grace. And that's partly where this whole series is coming from. We don't talk about that. Okay, let's talk about it, you know? Yeah. And I'm probably going to get in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I think I think what we're walking into next week it has the potential to, to have some pushback, to yeah. have some... Uh, frustration because we're going to talk about another subject that is just hard to talk about. We don't do it at church. So I don't know if that's a purposeful well, segue or yeah, not. But. Well, but before before we wrap up, I want to make sure that that as as any of our listeners that that may be dealing with um, any of this, whether it's you know recent or or in the past, and maybe you're just struggling to deal with it. Maybe you've lived in a context that didn't deal with things like that. That we do have, and we talked about it on stage. We do have grief share that is that is starting up, which is a a perfect place to be able to um, be with people that have also felt this kind of thing and be honest. Um, we also have a list of counselors that our that our church can provide to you. That that provides you some place to go and talk to someone. Maybe you don't feel comfortable. Maybe you come from a context that says, you know, we don't talk about that. So we're literally not going to. And you need to move on. You know, hey, God is good, so move on. And you need to find a place that you can go and talk to. So talk to the. Uh, we'll we'll have a list of counselors for you. Um, also, we just have a prayer team. Our staff, our 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 deacons, our elders, um, and and our our prayer team go through the list of, of prayers that we receive weekly. So if if any of those things are are ways that we can help in some way, whether it's just getting you involved in the group or us praying for you or giving you a place that you can go and talk to someone, please contact us and let us know. Any way that you can get a hold of us, if that's a Facebook message or you want to email the office or you call us or you want to come by because you just need this face-to-face, whatever it is, if you're dealing with this and you have not found a way to deal with this yet and you're struggling with it, please Please let us be a part of that with you and and walk with you through that. So, I want to make sure we didn't we didn't we didn't skip over that. So, Lauren, next week, yes, um, we do have another hard topic. So, we've talked about grief and loss for the last two weeks. We used collateral beauty last week, and then and then the panel this week. Next week is is very different. Um, what uh, what kind of information you want to give us beforehand? You know, first of all, on. Almost a fun level, that's not the right word, but for me, there's some element of fun. I don't want to spoil it. Like, I want people coming Sunday, yeah. going, what are we going to talk about? Like, what's going to happen? But I do know it's a really heavy subject. Yeah. There's going to be some images on the screen that we do not want our little ones to see. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I want to be really clear that this Sunday, February 21st, is not the Sunday to sit down on the couch and enjoy our service online at 10 a.m. with your little ones. It's not the service to bring your kids into the auditorium. Uh, it's either it's either something you need to plan well ahead to watch it on your own or with some other adults, or be in the auditorium but make sure your kids are over in our, our children's ministry building in 242. 
Um, so it's super subjective, but I'm curious, like, do you have like an, do you have like an age limit in mind? Like you think this, this is probably our, uh, you thinking like 16 or high me, school? Or for me more? as a dad, certainly high school, I think is appropriate to mm-hmm. be in there. Uh, middle schools, maybe the question mark. Okay. Uh, I personally, uh, am fine with my seventh grade daughter, Rachel being in there. I really am. Uh, because I know I want to have conversations with her about it. Uh, my 11-year-old, uh, Hannah, in fifth grade, probably probably just err on the side of her not being in there quite yet. Yeah. Um, that's me. Uh, you know where we're going. How, do you feel any differently about that? Uh, well, I don't, ha- I don't have older than, than, than yours, and so I don't know that I have um, any yeah. different thoughts because I'm thinking the same thing. Like, I think my... Uh, I, I don't think my kids are. My, my oldest is about to turn eleven in a couple of, in a couple of weeks, um, and I don't. I don't. I mean, she's seen plenty of movies and things that you know. But this is this is just. It's different. It's it's mm-hmm. uh, it's too real. I think. Here, here's my quick, uh, maybe maybe intriguing, maybe frustrating disclaimer. Walking into the weekend <laughs> is when you take a look at this. What we're going to do. In the first, I'd say, 10 to 15 seconds, every single one of us is going to bring all of our preconceptions, mm. all of our triggers. Yeah. And I'm just begging our people, uh, and I'm just praying, I'm praying hard that we would watch, that we would listen, and that we would just ask the Lord to speak. What does he have to say to us individually? Uh, just to be open to conviction to um, being teachable, and, um, and, then, and then on top of all that, to look forward to being able to discuss it. Like, it's not just a one-way communication we're wanting to do this Sunday. We're, we're hoping to provoke a lot of good, hard, messy conversation in small groups, in families. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to it. You, you guys specifically, the two of you, have put a lot of work into what we're presenting this Sunday. And I know we've got a couple other creative elements to follow that we're really excited about too. So the next two weeks, I think, are going to be hard but really good. Yeah, and I would I I would maybe offer up this statement, um, um, and mainly in the context of knowing what we're going to discuss this next week, this next uh, two weeks. Uh, I would I would I would maybe challenge, maybe use some relational equity that I have with our people. Um, to challenge them in thinking that the person who's offended the most might be convicted the most. So the person who gets really defensive um, about some of the topics that we're going to discuss might be convicted the most. And to um, and I say that not necessarily to the person who um, is a little riled up about what we're talking about, but maybe the person who's listening to the person who might be a little riled up mm. to extend some grace and just go, um, you know, I need to hear this based off of the Lord's conviction and our love as um, Christ followers for one another. Um, I'm speaking to myself when I say that too. You know, I, I anticipate some really uh, challenging, God honoring conversation following um, this next weekend and into the weekend after, um, and looking forward to those. Hmm. Um, in a way that maybe shows whoever and whatever conversations come from that, that um, we can love each other uh, and disagree well. 
Yeah. We talked about this uh, too with the loss of one of our uh, one of our deacons recently, um, Buddy Trump. And we one of the one of the things we talked about loving about him the most was uh, watching him be able to disagree really well. And uh, I kind of want to carry that into these next couple of weeks because as we approach a topic of well, as we as we do anything in the series of we don't talk about that, uh, recognizing we don't normally talk about this together, and so we're going to do this because we feel like it's God honoring, and we're going to mess it up. Mm, you know, like we we're not going to get it correct. Well, and it's living in that it's living in that mess, Lauren. As you said, you know, if we can pray to be teachable, God, what do you have for me to hear in this? Not not any any black and white, but to live in that gray area of. I understand this is messy, and that that might mean my emotions are, you know, skyrocket yeah. through this, or or I get defensive, or I say this isn't for me. I don't I don't need this. Yeah. You know, whatever it is that we can go into it and hopefully have that um, that open mind for for what God has to say through it. Ooh. So um, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited about it. So uh, just so everyone, if, if you listen to this, um, next weekend we are not going to be live on Facebook and YouTube because of the copyright issues, um, so you will have to watch it on Church Online or be here in the building. And when you say Church Online, you mean? I do mean uh, colonialchurch.com slash live. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so that, that you, you will have to watch on, on there, on that Church Online site. Or we can still watch it uh, on our... On Roku app or right. the Colonial Church app, if we have Apple TV, Apple TV, Roku, and in our, in our app on our phone. Upgrading well. this week, I've been talking trash about it. I have the first <laughs> generation Apple TV <laughs> that had to come out in early 2000s. Oh, yeah, man, I don't, I don't know. It. It's still in my living room. I'm getting a brand new Apple TV, nice. and I'm going to get the Colonial Ooh. Church app. I'm yeah, like, there you go. Hey, man, that's edge. the way. That's the way my family watches. M- yeah, and then I'm going to watch like. a Robert Redford film. <laughs> Tater, thank you. He's like 94. <laughs> thank you. He was cool. He was he was Brad Pitt before there was a Brad Pitt. Oh, okay. I'm just telling you. All right. Have you seen anyway? It? So there are. Uh, so you you'll have to watch that online with us. But also there are replays um, throughout the week. So if you miss Sunday, um, you can go back and and you'll be able to watch it. Colonialchurch.com/slash/live. We're going to play it every couple hours so that you can watch it again. This week we're doing the same thing from from the first weekend. Collateral Beauty. Uh, if you missed Collateral Beauty last weekend, you can go to Church Online. Uh, Colonialchurch.com. It's all Church Online. Stop shaking your head at me. He's shaking his head at me. Colonialchurch.com slash live. You can go there and you can watch last weekend's message. And tomorrow evening, we will be going every other so that you can watch the the first weekend, followed by the panel that we did this weekend. You'll be able to watch both of those back to back. And then next week, we will launch into our new movie, and you'll be able to watch that one on repeat. Um, for a couple weeks, right? For, for the first week, and then the second week, we'll throw in... Um, mm. our, our second service as well. So, well, so there, there's, there's definitely ways that you can go back and do that because we can't archive these in the same way that we normally do, so make sure you do that. Yeah. So, Also, as we've said multiple times, we want this to be a place where you can ask questions. And You know, we had like four or five questions a couple weeks ago, or a week and a half, yep. and we have none this time. And so I just want to lay the gauntlet down. Is that the right cliche? Sure. Um, Please send some questions. Like, I long to talk about messy things, uh, answer some curiosities, anything. It can be silly. It can be deep theological. It can be about life. Bring it. Questions at, no, excuse me. Wow. Podcast. You're shaking your head at me. Come on. It's podcast at colonialchurch.com. Podcast I was at colonialchurch.com. doubting myself. Podcast 
at <laughs> colonialchurch.com. And if you need a website, you can go to colonialchurch.com slash podcast. You can see places that you can uh, actually listen to the podcast. You can also ask a question through that page right there as well. And uh, yeah, ask us your questions. And then as Lauren likes to say, you can tune in afterwards to see if um Do people not really say it. that anymore? I like saying that. Too I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm around you too much now. Apparently, I think that's what you're supposed to but say. But I hear you all say it every day, I think, because you all <laughs> made fun of me until now it's in your I just like to say it and then see if you catch me saying it. I wish... I don't know how much of this comes through, because we make fun of each <laughs> other and we, we just poke and prod, but... Uh, we really are growing in our friendship, and you guys make me feel really old, well, consistently. That's the goal. I'm glad we are accomplishing our mission. And <laughs> Tanner, we can kill the podcast now because we've done what we should. Robert we have Redford. done it. Robert Butch why. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. My, oh my manly gosh. man is Ronald Reagan. <laughs> you just offended half of our I'm four sorry. listeners. I'm sorry, all four of them. Well, uh, thank you guys for listening in. Thank you guys for being here. Um, we will be back with you next week with a brand new movie and hopefully some questions as we can talk about that. Um, we, I did, I did get one question from a while back that was, um, uh, "What does the Bible say about dinosaurs?" Um, and so maybe we'll get into that. Sometime. Wow, we do get some questions every once in a while that are that are not necessarily on topic, and some of sure. them are very good. And right. maybe one of these days we're going to have to say, "Hey, we just want to talk about some of these questions yeah, that yeah. we've received, like." Uh, I like you know, that. like dinosaurs or um, or something along those lines that uh, maybe just don't fit into exactly what we're talking about on the weekends, but we want to work those in as well. So podcast at colonialchurch.com. Thank you guys for joining with us, and we will see you next week. You've been listening to the E6 Podcast from Colonial Church. For more information about Colonial, please visit colonialchurch.com or download our app from the App Store or Google Play Store. You can send your thoughts or questions to our email at podcast at colonialchurch.com. And please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.